Hey, welcome to the show. Daver here. Hey, I'm Chad. And Chandler's back as well. What's going on, Dave? Um, uh oh, what's up, Chad? Ah, I was just being weird. Oh, he's talking about the best in the world, CM Punk. CM Punk, oh, he's coming gosh. back. To he's coming back. Didn't you see it? There's all the teasers in this episode. There were no teasers. They were teasers. If you watch all yeah, the way to the end, we'll get to it. Oh yeah. If you get to the end of this podcast, we'll talk about how CM Punk is going to be the devil and he's going to be Seth Rollins' next opponent, both at the same time. It could be uh, CM Punk's twin brother. That we didn't know about. Is this the real Larry? (laughs) Larry was never a dog. Larry Punk. Larry Punk. Rolls off the tongue. It's just a steel and a devil mask. Yeah, that old old fella. Um, but yeah, we're here to uh, review the old uh, AEW Collision from December ninth, twenty twenty three. They were uh, hitting up Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um, a lot of French Canadian speakers in the house. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a weird episode. It wasn't live pre-taped actually before dynamite the day before dynamite which that was kind of probably a little awkward for them to like piece together uh story-wise but yeah um good episode i uh kind of felt kind of a little lag on it due to it not being live i i had that overproduced feel that i get from like a rampage or a not live dynamite or collision but it hit all the right uh, notes that I wanted. Um, yeah, we got uh, some good Blue League Continental Classic matches. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Claudio. We got Danielson, Andrade uh, for the main event. What a match, by the way. We'll get to that. Um but yeah, how do you uh, feel about the old collision tonight, gentlemen? Had a rip roaring time. Uh, I had a problem with it too, but I don't think it was the same one you had. Mine was the crowd for I would say three quarters of the show, or at least all but the last two matches. They were dead and they were silent. They didn't seem like they cared. But then with the tag match in the main event, they really came alive. So. At least at that point, it felt really good. But I would say, like, the first match would was probably my favorite match on the show, and they were quiet for it. They did not care. But other than that, I had a good time. What did you think, Chad? Yeah, I thought all of... I thought the whole show was great. The crowd was a little off-putting. Uh, I'm weird because I'm, like, really a production guy in editing and stuff, so I actually kind of enjoyed, like, the, uh, the amount of production elements that was in it. Like, the... Uh, the recap from the gold league show was uh for me i i just i love that stuff they're like a good well-edited package and i'm just picking it to pieces like oh i like how they did that um so uh, honestly like it's for me it was my uh favorite episode i've seen in a while i thought it was really good the wrestling was all great open air and the closer were both fire uh and all the stuff in between i was pretty into as well i actually had a hard time picking a, a low for the night which we'll get through at the end 
if you know you stick around and watch exactly you got to hear our personal best and least favorite moments of the night but only at the end so stay tuned yeah 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 i uh i agree chad that opener uh in the main event the perfect opener to get the uh get the night going uh yeah speaking of uh eddie kingston versus claudio uh Kingston going in with uh, zero points, already competed in two matches. Uh, Claudio going into it with three points, already having one match uh, in the Continental Classic. Two. Um, he lost to Brody King last week, so he's lost one one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. They... Uh, Started out with uh, Eddie Kingston hitting a swinging back fist right off the bat, uh, trying to end it early. But Claudio rolled out of the ring. Uh, Eddie ends up diving on Claudio on the outside. Claudio gets Kingston in the giant swing uh, into the sharpshooter. But Kingston was able to get to the ropes. Uh, Then we got Eddie... Uh, having trouble standing, he uh, he's getting uh, knocked through a loop in these matches. I'll tell you what, uh, he's so good at like selling, he's being like knocked, knocked silly. I, I really like that. Um, let's see, yeah, uh, we get a <laughs> back rake, uh, courtesy of Moxley's teachings. Uh, from Claudio to Eddie on the top turnbuckle. And then we get a really beautiful superplex, uh, then a cover for a two count. Um, after that, we get a big lariat from Kingston for another two count. Uh, Kingston gets some life back, starts to get pumped up, uh, and chops Claudio, uh, gives him two exploders for a two count. Claudio gets Kingston in a cross face. Uh, Eddie's able to get to the ropes. And Kingston and Claudio exchange uh, uppercuts, chops, and slaps. Uh, Kingston ends up giving Claudio the spinning back fist for a 2.9999. The crowd thought we had three on that. So did I. After that, we get Kingston reverses a roll-up by Claudio and then uh, rolls up Claudio for the win. Uh, Really nice to see uh, Kingston still alive in the tournament. He needed that win. Got three points out of it. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. I really think uh, I like Kingston's uh, underdog story. Uh, Lethal and um, Jay Briscoe, you know, they're mathematically unable to win the tournament, but Kingston's still alive. I really like it. Uh, were you into the match, Chandler? Oh, yeah. This was probably my favorite match of the whole night. Uh, I thought it started off really hot with them both going for their finishers really on. Uh, there's a little bit where Claudio was literally like hopping around Kingston to get the neutralizer on him early on. I just love 
every single bit of this. I'm really selling on Eddie Kingston in this tournament. Um, and then I think my favorite part of the whole match was the ending bit where Kingston hit one spinning back fist and Claudio surged up and then he immediately hit another one. And uh, I loved how every single time uh, Eddie went for a power bomb, Claudio went to a knee. Like even if he was about to die or couldn't make it, he just was like, I have to go for the knee. Cause if he hits this power bomb, I'm done. Cause that's how he beat him for the titles at grand slam. Right. Yep. I like how they built on that. Even though I haven't seen that match. I like, it's really cool. And then I still wish this one had a conclusive ending because there's been a lot of roll-ups in AEW lately. I've, I feel like like a lot more the than the most when devastating I, move in all of sports entertainment. It's a lot more than when I started watching like a month ago. And so I kind of just want to like put this feeler out now, like guys, stop WWE had this problem. Like it was so bad for like, eight years and they finally come back on the doing definitive wins and not so much 50 50 so it's like we got a co-host today (laughs) yeah we do but i just wanted to like you know stress that like slow down okay i know this tournament's big and they're protecting a lot of people with these roll-ups but it's kind of the law of diminishing return is kind of kicking in for me a little bit but it's like 0.5 it's like three seconds of a really great match it's not that big of a deal so i i still enjoyed this match what did you think chad oh this is great it's it's a blood feud with a story like these two are kind of becoming my Sami Zayn and kevin owens of uh, aw like just every few months year whatever like they can they can have just a great match like they almost seemed like destined to just kind of keep fighting and uh, I, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, I've been on like all those near falls too. I was like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is it every time. Uh, and yeah, I, I liked the the finish. But yeah, I do agree. There seems to be like a meme in AEW where they're like, this is our thing for now. And maybe like roll-ups are kind of it for now. You know, Canadian Destroyers a whale back. and uh, So I don't know. We'll be on that thing until the next thing uh seems to be uh yeah uh tony khan kind of likes a thing and then he's like oh you do it you do it you do it okay now we'll now bring in some lucha guys and do lucha stuff for a few months uh but no it was one hell of a good way to start a start the thing i i love the in-ring storytelling and uh yeah i hope we uh throughout the years we kind of keep seeing claudio and eddie uh kind of keep finding reasons to fight because every time it's a banger yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of get your point. Like, they should just feud forever. Should they ever team together, Chad? That would be cool as hell. I'd like that. <laughs> like, my, Eddie and Moxley have that, have kind of uh, some unfinished business, too. Uh, although, they, you know, occasionally they team, too. Like, they, they, they had that fun bit where they... Uh, Drove the truck into the uh, the elite's bus when they were buddies for a while. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Just long term storytelling. Just every now and then, these guys need to either be friends or mix it up. Either way, it's just freaking entertaining as all hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, really enjoying the tournament. I'm uh, 
kind of uh, blown away. Like we don't have too terribly much longer left in it. <laughs> I think only so. two more dynamites and two more collisions and whatever else they sprinkle onto rampage, but we're almost done already. And then we'll have the like semifinals where they have the two people with the most points. That'll probably be a dynamite and that'll be a collision, but who do you guys think will be the blue league front runners or who do you want? Cause I really want it to be Danielson and Kingston and you run that back. Yeah. Cause I think that would be the best, but I mean, at this point, Brody King can't forget about Brody King. Cause right? he took one week off. He's going to come back and go on a tear next week. No doubt. So. Yeah. Well, if we treat it yeah. like, uh, like predictions, I want it to be Eddie and Brian Danielson. Who do you think it'll be? King and Danielson. Yeah. I think I think it's the best story. You would waste King's run if you just have him lose the next three. As much as I want Kingston to go on his comeback tear, uh, it's unrealistic because then King would lose all his matches. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, after that we get a really great fire Mox promo. Uh, yeah, really liked it. Uh, he says, uh, he's supposed to be afraid of Roosh. He's a lot of bark. Dudes have been barking at him his whole life and it never turns out. Um, they have much bite. He says, it is a shame for the hell's helmsman to be surprised when the wind is unfavorable. This is the Continental Classic, baby. It's supposed to be hard. Uh, he says, Swerve Strickland's got a lot of buzz. Buzz is cheap. Being at the top of the sport and staying there is another thing entirely. And it's very, very costly. A guy like you in your position, it's right about now when you realize a price you're not willing to pay. Are you going to be the guy that takes me out? Whatever will be, will be. Next week, Swerve Strickland, John Moxley, and the ghosts and demons that always chase me to the ring. This is going to be something you've never attempted to do before, and it's going to be a long night. So I just you suggest you pack a lunch. <laughs> Yeah. I really hope they're holding off that first draw for that match. I feel like that would really be fitting. I think there could have been a lot of other draws, but if this is the first one, I'm, I'm glad they saved it for such a, a big match. Yeah, yeah. As I actually had written down to ask that question later. Do you guys think that'll be the first draw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I regret. Yeah. Like A week or two ago, I was saying uh, John Moxley is far starting to feel like just another dude. Yeah. Well, Not full anymore. Gear, I'll say coming out of full gear, I would agree because he just lost to Cassidy. But now you have Orange Cassidy on Rampage every week, and Moxley's the face of Dynamite again. Like, what was the point of that match at full gear? Oh, yeah. But we don't need to talk True. about that. I, I want to stay positive because this, this episode was good. So, what happened next? Um, after that, we get Renee Paquette backstage with Hook and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Wheeler Yuta calls him a paper champion and an amateur. 
Um, Hook reminds him that he kicked Shibata in the balls to win the ROH Pure Championship. And Wheeler challenges Hook to a match with FTW rules. Uh, yeah, that should be pretty cool. I'm way more a fan of Hook than I am the great Yuta. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be good. I, I like they're both, you know, young, fresh, uh, future talent, future, you know, hopefully main eventers at one point. Uh, but yeah, should be pretty cool. Yeah, Wheeler, the yeah, has kind funny. of become the uh, the Karen of the AW for me. It's his voice, he's annoying, he's grating. Yeah, he he just yeah. is like he always sticks out in the BCC because you see Moxley and Danielson and Claudio, and they're all so cool and intimidating for all the for their own very specific reasons. And then there's the great Yuta who takes the pins. So I guess you always need someone like the great Yuta. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, just uh, I always just feel like he's gonna uh, uh, go get the go get their manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hell of a worker in the ring, though. But just he can open his mouth less. Yeah, true. Um, after that, we get uh, the one women's match of the episode: uh, Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, pretty even matchup. I really enjoyed it. Um, you guys catch that uh, women's tag title sign in the crowd? <laughs> uh, do. We don't need them. <laughs> I hate to agree with that. Like, they just need better booking and more time on the show. That doesn't mean that I need more belts. Don't don't conflate that. Yeah. If anything, put the ring. Like, I hate saying this. Put the Ring of Honor women's title on TV before you add another women's belt. Don't. For example, not to go on too much of a rant, Becky Lynch just had the NXT Women's Championship and just used it to build up a bunch of younger talent. And she did it on Raw and NXT. You So, like, that is something you can do. But, again, I'm not asking for that. Moving on, moving on. Um, but yeah, both uh, are very powerful ladies. Uh, we get a spot where Willow... Uh, just like clotheslines Mercedes against the ropes over and over and over. So powerful. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Kelly grabbed his coffee at one point when they uh, started to get close to the commentary table. Uh, Mercedes does a sheedy tee to Willow off the timekeeper's table. Uh, pretty brutal looking. Uh, we get Willow... Uh, Nailing Martinez with a cannonball for a two count. We got Willow hitting Diamante off the ring apron. We get uh, Fisher Ladies Bomb to Willow from Marce uh, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Martinez ends up hitting two superplexes and the uh, OG drop goes for the cover, but Willow rolls her up for the win. Most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. This is where I put it in my notes. Like, man, there's been a lot of roll-ups lately. Like, two matches in a row is a little... Couldn't you have just taken that tag match and the women's match and flipped them? You're still doing a roll-up. But... Uh... Remember, Chad, when they had the problem where, like, 
the producers clearly weren't communicating between like they were doing the same spot like it was bad chandler like early on like i feel like they're kind of not <laughs> communicating again or they want to do this i don't know like i i'm fine with it... roll-ups like like uh sneak fluke roll-ups are fine even like once a show you know i i think that's okay because these are weekly televisions and you got to protect your top stars and roll-ups can be fluke wins whatever but multiple matches on multiple shows it gets tiring yeah definitely it's a little abrupt and you sometimes you just want to see somebody wreck somebody with a finisher and it's awesome well i feel like i, I Maybe I don't know much about this feud. I feel like this was definitely one where you could have had a conclusive finish. Like, I know oh, they yeah. built, I appreciated the buildup of Willow lost to her at a like Ring of Honor final battle a year ago or whatever. And then she lost to her again on collision. And this is her final, like, one on one, I'm going to beat you. And then she didn't, but she did. But I don't know why she couldn't have just pinned her. You know, this is the this is the lady who won the Owen Hart women's tournament, right? Yep. Right. And the new New Japan uh, women strong, strong title. Sure, that's a little bit of a fluke because that was a on the fly. Mercedes got injured, yeah. but still, she held it. That's something. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get annoyed at the Willow booking because. It feels like she should be a monster in the division. Like, like not like Nia Jax, but in terms of power and position, Nia Jax. And she's not. So, yeah. Um, after the win for Willow, we get Martinez grabbing a ladder from under the ring. Diamante grabbing a metal pipe. Uh, then Chris Statlander comes out to save Willow. I imagine we'll get uh, Willow and Statlander versus Diamante and Martinez. That'll probably be a Rampage match, I would think. Uh, but maybe, yeah, maybe we'll the pay per view coming up for Ring of Honor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, none of the four ladies are really featured on Ring of Honor too much right now. When when Martinez was ROH Women's Champion, maybe that's all I'm guessing. Because I a I haven't seen Mercedes Martinez that much, if at all. And B, they were calling yeah. her the. They said she was the Ring of Honor Women's Champ, so I just figured she was a Ring of Honor talent. But if you're saying she's not, and the other girl Diamante isn't, then well, I mean they are, but I don't know if they're like on right now. I don't know. I don't watch Ring of Honor. So Speaking of Ring of Honor. Are. Did you hear Eric Bischoff's uh, take on Ring of Honor? No. Or a parasite. Put it down. Right? Just kill it. End yep. it. He said they're they're a parasite to AEW. <sighs> I'm not disagreeing with him, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think Bischoff's need, a smart dude. I don't think you need to dramatically kill it but i do think you need to have pretty strict boundaries. something needs to change yeah yeah you need to like separate it make it its own ip completely separate if an aw wrestler wants to win a ring of honor title they have to be on ring of honor like i don't think that's that shocking 
But again, they have a pay-per-view, I think, on Friday. And the World Championship isn't being defended. The Tag Team Championships aren't being defended. The Trios Champs are in Japan. And that's... I I know we don't care, but it's also like, well, why are you doing the pay-per-views? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, clearly too much on uh, Tony Khan's plate. (laughs) But back to Mercedes Martinez and Willow. Uh, Mercedes hit a draping DDT off the barricade. That was pretty damn fire. Yeah. We'll give her that. This match didn't do that much. I liked it. It was brutal and hard hitting. Like, just I just wish there was more more time for stories development, character development. Because, uh, yeah, really, who cares if if there's no stakes, there's no emotional investment. It's just a bunch of high spots. Yeah. Although, um, but yeah. I love badass Statlander. She was fucking dope. Oh, with the chain wrapped around her hand. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty badass. Um, cool, cool. After that, we get uh Renee backstage with uh Angelo Parker, Daddy Magic, Jake Hager. Um <laughs> Hager has the FBI and the Mounties investigating Danhausen for taking his hat. He even really uh, put the hat, hat down his, yeah, yeah. Dan Housen even put the hat down his pants. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, this is uh, Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker's hometown. They're uh, pretty stoked to be uh, in their hometown. They remember being in that arena, watching a pro wrestling match, and wishing they were in the ring. Uh, Daddy Magic. Starts naming off famous uh, people from Quebec. Then he starts speaking a little French. Uh, they're both fired up. Uh, Ruby Soho walks up and distracts Angelo Parker. Soraya and Anne, Anna Jay walk up. Soraya is pretty pissed off at Ruby for talking to Angelo Parker. Uh, was that an Angelo Parker shirt she had on? Or I think so. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. I wouldn't know his merch to save my life. So you're not his biggest <laughs> fan. Speaking of shirts, uh, no. does anybody else want to buy the uh, the kingdoms? Uh, punch him in the wiener, then hit him with the pile driver shirt. I don't think I've seen that one. That's a good one. That's good. I mean, I've already got redeemed these nuts. So yeah, keep with that uh, nether region. Yeah, on your your no. clothing. Yeah, my. Front area wrestling uh, attire. <laughs> um, I will say I actually do like Cool Hand Dance and Daddy Magic outside of the ring. Like whenever they're on commentary or just doing silly little things around the ring, they're actually pretty funny. I'll give them that. So, yeah, they're they're not great in the ring, but yeah, they're cool doing everything else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, their their promo um, kind of gave me flashbacks to the '80s. The just the old school coked out guys just shouting at the at the camera. I was like, huh, it's kind of a retro feel here all of a sudden. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and it looks like uh, Ruby will have to face Riho alone to prove that she still wants to be in the Outcasts. 
which uh, they should probably kill off that faction. <laughs> I forget about uh, it every single time, and then they come back, and I'm like, oh, they're a thing. I guess you should probably have Soraya be doing something, because she is, in theory, a big name. But Yeah. Maybe uh, Anna Jay and Soraya can team up. Uh, you know, give Anna Jay a little bit of that exposure win those women's uh, tag titles they're going to be the first two winners yeah they are <laughs> i'm sure they're already made <laughs> no Khan, he, that's what he does like the trios titles were made for like a year before they were ever even thought about <laughs> introducing <laughs> that'll fix it it's like a divorced couple or not a divorced couple but like a failing marriage and they're like i know it'll fix it we just need to have another let's kid. puppy let's just have a kid a... that'll fix this <laughs> let's just make a new belt that'll fix this that'll get the kids back oh man uh but yeah after that uh little uh soraya ruby drama We've got a really great promo from uh, Swerve Strickland. Um, he talks about being the leader of the tournament, leader of the company. He wants the AEW World Championship, which I believe that's maybe the first time he officially declared that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he says, uh, you say you drink blood. You say you crush bones. You say you do all this violent stuff. I do too see you in texas whose house swears house Woo, yeah all right and like he just felt so real so real like he wasn't being that little cocky quirky you know i'm swerve that he is in the ring like he yeah totally real just drenched in sweat from uh having that match gosh dude yeah love it it's one thing when you know, a chandler you're uh oh I was just about to interject real quick. It's one thing when a wrestler says something like in interviews or on Twitter or whatever. It's a whole different thing when they let them say that on TV because that means it might actually happen. So the fact that he actually was like, I will become AEW world champion. I was like, oh shit, this is real. He's really getting a push. Like I know obviously, but this is it. We're here. So yeah. This is like when sports fans have their team and they do well and they're like, oh, they might make the playoffs. They might do it. So I, I'm buzzing. I'm ready yeah. for dynamite. I loved, I loved him calling his shot. Like when, whatever, whatever he uh, face calls their shot. It's usually like the promise. Like you notice like Moxley when he was, when he was, uh, uh, talking about sir, if he didn't say he was going to win, because usually when he says he was going to win, he wins. But in that one, he just said he's going to yep. try. And I was like, ooh, ooh. ooh, ooh. I'm still thinking that'll be the first uh, draw, though. I really hope. I mean, as much as I would yeah. love Swerp to win, I think you have them draw, and then you just have them win their last match, and then they both go on to the finals. Yeah. They're both tied, and then Swerp wins. I think that's yeah. how you do it. But Yeah. Yeah, that would be dope. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, what a star. Like... Who would have thought uh, a year or two ago, like uh, Swerve uh, coming in, even when uh, uh, Shavon, Shavon was uh, 
was uh bringing him in i was like oh he seems all right now i'm like holy shit this dude's the, this dude's the deal like i want him to take the take the belt and then uh, hold it for a year or two he could be he'll be my yeah. next next tribal chief i'll acknowledge him Ooh, shocking except one thing i would say is i don't think swerve will have a long run because i don't think it'll be that long before that belt's on osprey so uh, and i actually personally let's say bright fantasy booking joe beats mjf at world end i've said that before swerve beats joe at revolution i've said that before osprey beats swerve at all in Ooh, you heard so it here revolution, first revolution happens in march what, what march yeah okay just one pay-per-view to one pay-per-view well, you'd have double or nothing and Forbidden Door, right? In between. Oh uh, wait, double or nothing's usually in May. Yeah, so so Swerve wins a Revolution. That's March. Gets yeah, yeah. double or nothing. Gets Forbidden Door and then loses it at All In at Wembley yeah. to Osprey. Yeah, yeah, it's a good round. It's about as, as long as Hagman had a page. As a Swerve fan, I'd be satisfied with that because it's like. Well, it's Osprey, right? Wouldn't you want to put the title on him first thing you can? Yeah, and most title runs, honestly, the the most the most interesting part is the chase, like the build up to that dude becoming a star, getting the title, and then once he's got the title, a couple defenses, and like unless they're really special, it usually gets old. Like Hangman, it was like, oh man, that was such an amazing story of him getting to the point where he got the title then after he got the title it was like all right i'm ready for the next thing because you know we're we're fickle fickle and that next thing was cm punk yeah. i see a through line in all of this and it's cm punk he always <laughs> comes back oh i hope not <laughs> um cool cool yeah after that we get wardlow versus willie mack um, I like Willie Mack only because I watched a few few of his matches in the uh, Kenny Omega Belt Collector era TNA or Impact, everything he did over there. Um, we got Willie Mack jumping over the top rope on Wardlow onto the outside. Uh, that couldn't even take down Wardlow. Uh, we get Willie Mack going for a Tierras. But Wardlow caught him in the perfect powerbomb position. Uh, Wardlow ended up giving Willie Mack uh, one powerbomb, then another powerbomb, then the last ride, and the ref had to stop it. Wardlow was Wardlow was halfway out of the ring before the ref even called it. Did you see him kind of look back a little bit to make sure? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was pretty, happening. That, that that was kind of a baller move right there. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. I'm loving uh, these Wardlow squash matches. I mean, these guys aren't top dogs that he's beating, but they're names that we know, and but he's beating them in like scarily dominant fashion. So it's just putting in your head like, oh man, if he's doing this to someone like Willie Mack, what's he gonna do to MJF? So yeah, Willie Mack uh, ain't no slouch. I mean, he's tough, he's powerful, he he's a veteran. Yeah, like, yeah, he's uh, 
reminds me a little like Keith Lee ish, you know, he's a big dude, but super athletic and uh, acrobatic. This was my um, first Willie yeah. Mack match, but even what little he had, it was still really entertaining. So good to yeah. see. I think, I think he's been doing ring of honor stuff. I believe for AEW, like he's done with impact a little while back, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's uh cool seeing Willie Mack, a uh, little, little taste of it. Um, yeah. Um, while I think about it, I'm going to ask everyone out there in YouTube land from the bottom of my heart, give us a comment, like subscribe, uh, check out our channel. Uh, we, uh, really love pro wrestling. We all have for a very long time, and we love talking about pro wrestling a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, check out our content. We're going to be eating weird foods and having weird challenges related to pay-per-view predictions. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Check us out. Um, cool. After that, we get a little house of black ftr video package kind of recapping how we got to where we are um yeah i'm definitely into that uh feud i it just seems so weird to me that there are no tag titles involved <laughs> like ftr tag titles just go together perfectly so well, that's that's what chris jericho and kenny omega are gonna do come on now they are Ooh, they're the not, number not one with... contenders not with that hurt arm on Jericho. Oh, he'll be back. <laughs> That's a world's end feud. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that little video package, uh, we get uh, them showing us uh, or reminding us about Ricky Starks and Big Bill injuring Chris Jericho's arm after full gear. Um, then we get Kenny Omega versus Ethan Page. Um, Ethan Page called out Kenny Omega last week on Dynamite. Uh, Canadian wrestler versus Canadian wrestler. Neither of them from Quebec, but uh, cool nonetheless. Um, it was cool. They shook hands right off the bat. Sportsmanship. Um we get Ethan Page hitting a really nice cutter. Like he like swooped in and out of nowhere. And yeah, hit that between thing. the two ropes, that thing was nuts. Yeah, it looked good. Um, we get Kenny Omega suplexing Ethan Page over the top rope onto the outside. Uh, every time I see that, that's scary. <laughs> Well, um, like we get tailbone hit the apron too. It was hardest part of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> so I hear. Uh, Kenny Omega hit a V trigger for a two count. We get Ethan Page uh, hitting a iconoclasm and a DDT for a two count on Kenny. Ethan Page hit a avalanche slam to Omega for a two count. Then we get Kenny Omega connecting with two V-triggers than the one-wigged angel for the win. Uh, ain't nobody kicking out of that move but Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, great, great match. Uh, I like Ethan Page being a, a 
super baby face. I think that works more than heel Ethan Page, honestly. Uh, you weren't around for it much, Chandler, but the old uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with uh, Team, uh, what were they, Top? What were oh, they top called? Flight. The, the... No, uh, T. Oh, what were they? With Dan was... Lambert. Dan Priority? Lambert. That dude had uh, the go UFC away. group, dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I they remember, were all heels. Uh, and... I think I've seen one segment with Dan Lambert. It was him with like Brody or Brandy Rhodes, and the yeah. crowd was changing like "Shut the f up." So like, that's crazy uh, to get that kind of chance from fans. Yeah, he actually got cheered against her, right? In that promo, because yeah. they hated her so much, they were like. They turned on her. <laughs> I wish we were revealing that AEW so I could just feel like, I don't Ooh. know, man. Cody's great. We'll just get behind him. He's fine. Ooh. What's hey, wrong? We well, should do I, some retro reviews. I also would yes. say I haven't seen that. So I, I I feel like I'll just be embarrassed. I'll be like, Cody, stop talking. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, we should go back and check out some cool moments for Chandler to uh uh indulge in that'd be really fun um but yeah Dan Lambert he was awful uh it was just so bad like his voice <laughs> annoyed me like he was just so uh awful <laughs> but it was cool that we got like briefly Paige Van Zant out of it a bunch of like famous UFC people uh yeah even though she really didn't work out and probably collected a lot of money <laughs> for not doing anything she had one match i believe yeah one match wow i'm sure her only fans does all right well you oh, know yeah, what was it awful this match i'll tell you what uh yeah I liked uh, Nigel McGuinness early on was like golden jets, more like golden girls. That was pretty funny. Uh, and then, you know, this was my first page match, so I didn't have much expectations, but I really liked it. I had this kind of epiphany and you could say this with like main eventers in general, but like Kenny Omega and Gunther both got to a point where they have like matches with people that, you know, they can have a good match, but they're not going to take them seriously. So they just get to a point about 10 minutes in where they're like, all right, I'm just going to end this. And then they turn it up to a notch and then the person below them can't handle that and they just die. And that's what happened with Ethan Page here was Kenny Mago's like, I'm just going to knee in the head until you stop moving. And then I'm going to hit the move that no one kicks out of, which is what Gunther did to Miz at Survivor Series because he was like, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm going to chop you till you fall off and then I'll tap you out. So it's like that sense of urgency they had. And my favorite moment of this match came from the end. Because, you know, Kenneth Omega walks back the ramp because he won. He's victorious. And then Big Bill beats him down. And it's such a small moment, but I liked Ethan Page. That was crazy. As he was, like, clutching himself and in pain, dragging himself up the ramp, like, at least trying to check on Kenny or be in between Big Bill and Kenny, like, that was a really neat moment. Like just a little bit of respect makes me like Ethan Page. So I I'm excited for hopefully seeing him more. I want to see what's next. Yeah, same. I hear he's uh really gotten into like fitness. Like he wants to do those like those world fitness competitions. That's why he's looking so jacked now. 
because uh yeah last time i saw him when he was doing like the rampage stuff with matt hardy uh you know he's always good but then i it's been a few months since i've seen him I'm like damn he's big now uh but yeah no uh great character development yeah the i think it's funny how some people are just natural born like heels where you're just like oh that dude's such a good heel i bet you he's having so much fun where i think like page is just naturally a face because i i enjoyed him in that role like that moment you were talking about was awesome uh so yeah i hope we see more of that all right after that we get lexi nair backstage with cj perry um cj perry puts over andrade talking about all of his achievements um he was a hard hitter high flyer um here comes miro (laughs) i'm your husband i'm trying to figure out the last time you said so many good things about me uh lexi nair uh gets the hell out of dodge (laughs) she doesn't want to deal with it um miro tells cj perry to uh stay home he's the bread earner and she is his queen um says when his father caught fish his mother would clean them when his father would kill a boar with his bare hands his mother would gut it uh he says cj should (laughs) stay at home and clean uh but he will not touch your client until the tournament is over um yeah he kind of took it to a little uh misogynist uh level there (laughs) i kind of kind of like halfway cringed a little on on that it wasn't his usual uh poetic beauty of a promo uh yeah you know how i keep on saying it's a long way to world's end it's a long way to this miro andrade match they're gonna keep filling in every week so one thing i will say is i'm still not used to cj perry with an american accent because for years even after she stopped managing rusev and rusev left and became miro she still had her russian accent the whole time so i'm just like it's odd but i'm I'm glad that she's not wrestling because she's a fantastic manager not a good wrestler yeah that's funny uh, my my notes actually say i missed the russian accent it was right there with you I think it'd bring it back. It'd be weird. Like, maybe she gets hit upside the head by Miro. Like, not, like, hit, but, like, in the Andrade-Miro match, Miro falls on her, and she gets, like, a concussion. And she's like, oh, I am Lana again. I like that. (laughs) I don't. I think that would be bad, but it'd be funny. I I, I just (laughs) want Miro to come into World's End on a tank. Yeah. Yeah, Nope. That no entrance was goaded. That no entrance was goaded. See, I wanted Cena to win that, so I was like, I don't care. Cena's winning. And he did. Mm. Lol, Cena wins. Hustle, loyalty, respect. Now, right. the question for me, uh, I'm not sure if you two have uh, kept up uh, the big news kind of yesterday, today. Andrade may or may not be staying with AEW. Is that um, a surprise? Didn't he get into that fight with Sammy Guevara because he wanted to be fired? So yeah, I, I he is like yeah. the sec. He's going back to WWE the second, the second his contract is up. 
because I guarantee he's a Triple H guy and like Triple H loves him. So he'll come right back to Raw and he'll go right into that upper mid level card. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this time this year, uh, next year, we're going to be uh, talking about Andre, Andrade versus CM Punk. Not on collision. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know how much time he has on his contract, but I wouldn't think they'd be like hinting at that feud unless it was going to happen, you know? Right. I could be wrong. I feel like I heard something as early as like January. So maybe they could have like Andrade lose in the CC and then they do the Andrade Miro match at world's end. Maybe Miro just batters him. Like, on like horrible squash and you like kind of reheat Miro back up and, and you sacri- never hear from Andrade again. Kind of like with um like kind of what like what would happen with Regal because he helped MJF turn or he helped MJF win and then he left. Yeah. Um yeah hopefully he'll uh put someone over preferably Miro before he leaves. Um I like Andrade a lot. I just, I could take it, take him or leave him, I guess. Uh, Yeah. It's like you you were talking about the other week when it's clear when they're having fun, if he doesn't want to be there and he's not having fun, then, you know, he can go do whatever he wants. Who cares? But uh, while he's there, he's still putting on bangers though. I mean, that main event was fire. I'm sure yeah. he just wants to work at the same company as his wife, which can't really blame him for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. After that, we get hometown heroes, Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker versus Penta and Commander. Um, I really like Penta teaming with Commander, but I really miss uh, Ray Phoenix. Hope he uh, has a speedy recovery. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, someone today. Sorry, this is like your daily brainless take from Twitter. Someone was like, "Fennec should have never dropped the international title," and I'm like, "Dude was injured." What do you mean? Kayfabe is real for choice. that man. Kayfabe is still real. We just gotta let him. It's like telling him Santa Claus isn't real. You can't break him. Wait. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, uh, Santa Claus is real. Christmas joy. What happened next? Biggest pop of the night for this match. This entire thing. Absolutely. I was stunned. Was super hot. The jobbers of the JAS got a hero's welcome. Any, I literally wrote, I didn't think anywhere ever cared this much about these two. That's pretty right? harsh. It's the most like, over they've ever been and ever will be. Yeah, they were heroes. They should run every show in Montreal for those two specifically. Hopefully one of you can remember. What were they called in NXT? Uh, They were in NXT? Yeah, they had like a a name. Uh, Do you remember, Chad? No. They were there when, uh, when I had stopped watching. Yeah was curious about that the other day what they were called but uh yeah they definitely got a huge pop in their hometown 
but again too like commander he looks great he's like a superhero man the way he lands and the flipping and the flying yeah i'm a i'm a starting to become an even bigger commander fan for sure um he's definitely a lot more seasoned than uh like that gravity guy they have every now and again or uh some of the other younger luchadors vikingo though he's really great uh but yeah i'm really liking commander uh at one point we get a cool spot where penta catapulted commander into 2.0 in the corner um really cool move uh commander runs the top ropes into a shooting star press onto parker while penta does the fear factor uh for the win uh I mean, 2.0 got a little bit of offense in, but it was basically a squash match. Yeah, quick match, uh, big pop, uh, nothing really too memorable. Uh, what really stuck out to you, Chandler? Anything cool? Nothing. I was just stunned by their reception and how like over they were, and I couldn't really write any notes. I was just like dumbfounded. By the way, I looked it up. They were called Ever Rise in NXT. Ever. Yeah, I was trying to look it up. <laughs> Ever Rise. What kind of name is that, guys? I know I'm the WWE fan here, but what is that? Speaking of uh, WWE names, have you heard of the new name for the fan members for uh, Lexus King, a.k.a. Brian Pillman Jr.? Yep. Any registered Lex offenders in the chat? Oh, no. So they're not actually going with it. Who's so... in the fans? Nothing to do with the company. Uh, Did they... you hear he had to tell his fans to stop? Yeah, because he was on Twitch and they were like, guys, we can't do that because of TV. They won't allow, allow that. But I'm a <laughs> I'm a registered Lex offender for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm no. saying it right here and now. You, you better is... go let your neighbors know. Knock on the door. Sorry guys, my name is uh Chandler. I'm with Grapple Sauce. I'm a registered Lex offender. They're like, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. That's that super is, funny. That's like the funniest thing the wrestling community's done in a long time. That is so good. So Ooh, yeah. He had to be like, all right, yeah. Uh <laughs> back to know. these two chuckleheads <laughs> that um, just made my night i hate even with penta in the ring i was like eh, it's in. i think it's just that they're they're players you know the 2.0 guys they're so 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 what do you think dave or chad uh i i my favorite part of the night like so uh you know the uh penta and commander would like be setting up the jobbers for their big move and the people be cheering on the JAS. I was like, this is awesome. They are over, even though they're going to get their butts whooped. Uh, yeah, it was just fun. Just mindless, goofy fun. Uh, yeah, no big storyline stuff. Uh, I do miss his hat, though. Um, after that match, we get Nigel McGinnis sitting down with Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. Um, they're going to have a match at Final Battle. Um, 
not really into it. Don't really care too much. Um, yeah, I'd rather it be uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. <laughs> Maybe Keith Lee but... could finish his story. <laughs> yeah. That we need Keith Lee and Swerve to finish theirs, and we need Kingston and Moxley to uh, do their thing. That's never those happening. Are, those, are the, those are the two unfinished like storylines, right? <laughs> those are the two forgotten storylines. Yeah, I am a sucker, though. Like, from a technical standpoint, that promo was really good. It was, like, really well edited, the music. I was like... Wow, I really oh no, I still don't care. But I mean it was really good and I really cared for a second that I was like kind of pulled over I pulled out of it because I'm like, what the hell is Keith Lee wearing? That oh, weird big white boo-boo thing. Kind of felt like when Homer Simpson was trying to be uh obese. I think if they did this match on like dynamite, I'd be like, Oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm excited to big beefy men slapping man meat why not that'll be fun but the fact that it's like oh i gotta go pay for it nah, i'm good um yeah i'm uh yeah i'm probably not gonna watch that match uh <laughs> but after that we finally get our main event uh continental classic blue league Brian Danielson with three points versus Andrade with also three points. Um, Danielson definitely did not look 100% to me from the get-go. Um, I like how the ch uh, crowd was chanting, wee, wee. Uh, apparently, that's got to be a thing from like WWE when they went to Canada, right? We as or friends back for yes. Yeah, like, did they do that ever? Did they ever go to WWE? I'm Quebec? sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure they have, yeah. I don't remember that many. It must have only been, like, house shows. I don't remember that many times they went to Montreal in that time. But, yeah, uh, yeah. it's fun. I'm sure, if they went to a Spanish-speaking yeah, yeah. country, they'd shout C. Um, we get a really long uh, headlock applied to Danielson, uh, putting a lot of pressure on that. Uh, surgically repaired eye, uh, back body drop to Andrade. Uh, Danielson clutches his eye in pain. Uh, we get some wee kicks to Andrade, followed by uh, two dragon screws to Danielson. Uh, then we get Danielson diving onto the outside, onto Andrade. Um, after commercial came back, we got Andrade. Uh, well, actually, during commercial, Andrade ripped off the uh, protective mask that Danielson had on. Uh, super heel move. Uh, Danielson goes for a dive on Andrade, but Andrade hits Danielson with a big forearm shot, causing the uh, surgically repaired eye to uh, start bleeding pretty bad. Uh, we get Andrade getting Danielson in the figure four lock, but Danielson got to the rope. Uh, Danielson's uh, eye is swelling and bleeding. Uh, looks pretty gross. <laughs> um, Andrade sticks his thumb in Danielson's eye. Uh, again, really big heel move. Um, 
on the top turnbuckle, both men exchange chops and slaps until Andrade falls on the mat. Danielson connects with a shotgun drop kick to Andrade and more Wii kicks. Um, Danielson tries to get Andrade in the label lock, but Andrade escapes and tries to get Danielson in the figure four again, but Danielson rolls him up for a two count. Uh, eventually, both men hit cross bodies and go down. Andrade gets uh, the gory special applied and slams Danielson into the turnbuckle. We get three amigos to Danielson with a two count from that. Uh, Danielson's not looking so good. We get a avalanche belly to belly suplex uh, to Andrade. Danielson was able to muster enough uh, energy. Uh, he gets the label lock applied, but Andrade escapes and hits a spinning back fist for a two count. Andrade knees Danielson's eye uh, against the bottom turnbuckle, then elbows Daniel's eye over and over. Um, he hits the El Idolo for the win. Uh, yeah, Danielson took a uh, took a loss. Uh, yeah, I didn't really see that happening, to tell you the truth. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I I like that Andrade won though. Yeah, I I've been asking for upsets, and I think this is kind of the first upset because I was honestly thinking Brian Danielson would win every match and would make it all the way to the finals because I thought this was you know the G1 for him. But yeah, this is surprising, but I was all for it. It was a hell of a match. And the way Andrade was going about it, it made a lot of sense why he was battering that eye. I mean, you mentioned the picture in picture in bit, but that crowd blew up when he took off that eye patch and he started coming down on his eye. Like, I think that really woke him up and put them into the second gear for the match. But it was, a, it was really good. Um, uh, well, interested to see where Andrade goes after this. What did you think, Chad? I loved it. Around, I think, three quarters into this, they had a really good exchange where they were both ground fighting, and it, it was almost like watching him and Zack Sabre Jr. Like, they, it was just fast and crisp, and I, I loved it, that part, that little sex, uh, sequence. Uh, I think I wrote it down, like, Brian kicked Andrade, which Andrade tried to roll him up, which Brian tried to put into the label lock, which then Andrade put him into the figure four, which then Brian tried to roll him up. And then right after that, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Brian put him in the, the same thing he tapped Okada out with. So it's like, oh shit, it's getting serious. And then right as he did it, Andrade put his foot on the ropes and that's like two minutes of each other. Oh yeah. Insane. Excellent. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I always I love the, that's kind of some of my favorite kind of wrestling, like uh, like him and Zack Sabre Jr. Like, uh, although we although that one was hard to see, we were on the floor for that one. It's like, what are they doing? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I see it. All right, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, is that Edge's music? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great match. The ending like shocks me. Wow. My wife had to, she was watching with me and she had to look away. She's like, this is awful. 
but I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? Uh, I love that Brian toys with that stuff, though. Like, when it, right when he came back from uh, re- retirement, he had that match against Brock where he was definitely playing playing with the, uh, the head injury stuff. And it's like, he just loves making the crowd uncomfortable. Uh, props to him, though, because, yeah, that was engaging. Like I said, the first match and the last match of the episode, it was just had me... Uh, emotionally invested that's really all you can ask uh how about you dave how'd you how'd you feel about it uh incredible um again the kind of the theme with the whole episode i i was more into it the second time around watching it uh than i was the first um yeah i watched that uh that match uh the second time through and i was on the edge of my seat like definitely uh definitely into it i uh yeah i'm not sure i i know the tournament was more or less created for brian danielson but i think he would be humble enough to put someone else over to win that tournament i don't think he's gonna win it i just he's think that probably would be in the finals, finals. Like he'd get to the finals and then lose, but he's losing a yeah. lot more on the way there than I thought. Lose one and one, right? That's he's still a got... lot more than I thought. Oh no, he's two and one because he beat Garcia on Rampage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's got uh, three more matches, I guess, right? Two more. Uh, two King more. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Claudio. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I think that Claudio uh, match yeah. might be the Blue League match that I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Um, Yeah, great, great episode. Uh, the timing was good. It, it flew by for me. Uh, the pacing, I mean, I guess, more or less, was uh, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really looking forward to uh, Dynamite coming up here. Um, I've got the card right here uh, for Dynamite. So far, we have John Moxley versus Swerve, Roosh versus Jay Lethal, and Mark Briscoe versus Jay White. Uh, nice little rematch. Um, we saw that live, didn't we? It was the main event. Yeah. We went and saw Dynamite in Portland. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, we've got Riho versus Ruby Soho. And this is what I'm most intrigued about. We've got Hangman versus Roderick Strong. Ooh. How are they going to tie in this uh, devil controversy with this? Something weird is going to happen, right? Oh. They'll probably they reveal jumped? someone. Maybe. Maybe the, like... Because it's pretty obvious, not to spoil, but it's pretty obvious that at least one of the Kingdom members is under the mask, so it's probably both the Kingdom members. So maybe they'll attack like Roddy and Hangman, and then they'll reveal themselves, and it's like, oh crap, the first two are the Kingdom, and they just turned on Roddy, what's next? So, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. any progression would be awesome. I mean, Dynamite fell completely flat for me with uh, like a good point I heard on another show is like, imagine if you paid to be at that event 
and you thought you were going to see MJF versus two of the Devil Dumpling Gang, and it didn't even happen. Like, I would have been pretty upset. Um, but yeah, they need to, uh, I don't know, redeem themselves on that somehow with the, the Devil storyline. Um, I want to be into it, damn it. <laughs> it is I the world title to... feud, technically. It's what the world champion is doing, but I think with him being injured, it kind of hampers it. And again, I keep on saying it. We're still a long ways from world end. We're still like 19 days. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we want to get into highs and lows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll go first real quick. Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, you, you two are probably, uh, similar in my boat. Andrade Danielson. Love that match. That's my high point and low point. Uh, more of that Shane Taylor crap. I mean, I'm sure he's great. He's, it should, it's probably going to be a great match. Uh, but they've done it, been there, done that. Like, I don't know. I think they're playing it out. Um, I don't want to hear about it on Dynamite or Collision. Yeah. That's oh, you'll hear me. about it on Dynamite. <laughs> you will. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, so my personal high point, I would say Claudio and Kingston. I loved that match. I thought it was a really hot way to start. Uh, and I just believed both guys and I wanted both to win, but I'm really glad Kingston won. And then my low point, I would just have uh, two roll-ups back-to-back as a match finish. Is just like genuinely just talk to each other and come up with a better finish. So that's that's all I would say. But overall, pretty good show. What was yours, Chad? Um, so I'm gonna try to differ just to you know keep some variety in there. Um, uh, for me, my high was uh, the the couple little mini promos they did uh, promoting uh, Swerve and Mox, where at the end they were, you know, on camera together. See you later, Playboy. Like, th- holy crap. Like, is it winners coming yet? I, I need that. Uh, so, yeah, no, it had me that, like, just those little uh, little promos in exchange got me, uh, got me uh, amped for that. And my low is gonna be Miro. That that stuff just yeah, little little too uh little too um cucky, misogynistic for me. Not not feeling it. I, I miss the weird religious zealot. Um uh, uh, yeah, I think they uh, need to leave the domestic stuff out of it. Yeah. Maybe it's just something uh-huh. they made again. It's pretty like well known that Vince was the one pulling for the cucking angles in WWE. Maybe it's not. Maybe that was a lie. Maybe they <laughs> like doing this. Maybe this is all Miro and CJ Perry want to do on the screen is this. <laughs> Miro never wants to win a title. Never. Yeah, he never talks about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. But yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, damn, we got winners coming already. Is that really Wednesday? Yep. Cool. That will always be the, uh, in my mind, the debut of Sting. Uh, yeah. Very special for me. 
<laughs> Surprising um, they don't have anything for Sting because this is his last winner is coming as an active wrestler. It'd be kind of nice for him to have a little tag match. But then again, when he fought the Outrunners when we were there in Portland, it was like a quick little thrown together the day before. So yeah, yeah maybe they'll do something. Yep. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, it's also when uh, Kenny Omega beat Mox for the belt. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, yeah. we'll get the Von Erics this uh, on on Wednesday as well. I forget. We keep on. We're getting the Von Erics. Yeah, can't wait for Christian yeah. to come out and ruin their day. <laughs> I hope you're right. I will pop so hard Ooh. if you're right. I hate to say it. Why else would you have the Von Erics there? I know they're probably going to be promoting the Iron Claw movie, but why else would you have the Von Erics come to modern day AEW? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just his music. His music just needs to play. Like that's. So here you have a yeah. dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we got dynamite coming up. Um. Any other uh, wrestling news that we've uh, came across? Past couple of days, nothing too big happened. Uh, AEW hired or fired. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, which is not Taskmaster WCW, Dungeon of Doom Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> uh, Good he to was know. Like their... I thought it was the same Kevin Sullivan. Yep, different guy. Uh, post-production guy they had. Uh, kind of the controversy from what I read is he was extremely well-liked. Uh, and it was kind of a morale hit for the... Uh, uh, the rest of uh, the people at AEW. Um, yeah, uh, obviously we don't know the details about it, but it, the it kind of took a morale uh, morale took a hit from it, and people are kind of like upset that Tony Khan didn't intervene or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that. Um, yeah, yeah, not really a whole lot going on. I'm not like I hear, but I'm reading reports that there's a lot of negativity in AEW. That might be a reason is that shock firing of Kevin Sullivan. Maybe a lot of people are bummed about that. Um, Other than that, for news, CM Punk was at the NXT pay-per-view. So, hey, we mentioned CM Punk at the end of the podcast. We lived up to it. Uh, he will not be at Collision. He'll never be in AEW ever again. Uh, I was checking up on some raw stuff while we had some technical issues. Things are heating yeah. up for him. Hell no. Yeah, they are. So, I, I just looked too. <laughs> yep, they're already yep. doing the face to face with Rollins, so that's definitely happening yeah. at Rumble. Which you know what? I am looking forward to. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good match. Yeah, his promo on uh, SmackDown was pretty good. Very good. Nice, nice to see. Nice to see some of uh, that CM Punk came out charismatic and just like easy with the crowd. Kind of helped uh, helped wash out some of the bad taste from uh, the AEW stuff out of the mouth. Even the raw stuff that happened when he came back, you know, just going, "I'm home, baby." It it was a trip though. That the thing that was messing me up because like it's the first time I've watched the product in a while was hearing JBL on commentary again. I know he just came back for the support the troops thing, but I was like, just like, whoa, uh, is this early 2000s? Well, like, what's going on? 
JBL was on commentary when I was starting to watch. So like uh, early 2010s for a bit. I have a little bit of nostalgic for him. I don't think he's a good commentator, but I do like to listen to him commentate. So I know I'm like the minority in that because a lot of people hate JBL and I get it. He's not great, but I I have some nostalgia over him. Not like funny enough. So Jerry the King Lawler was also announcing at the same time. No nostalgia for him. I don't know why. I don't feel anything for him. But yeah, um, can't think of too much else going on. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, remind everyone, uh, comment, uh, what you think of, uh, anything we talked about. Um, yeah, like, subscribe. Uh, we're gonna have a world's end prediction video coming out here in a couple weeks um we only know what one match so far for the card um yeah they got a little bit of time to start filling that out um i'm looking forward to it uh should be a cool little pay-per-view i mean uh wrestle dream like came out of nowhere and they knocked it out of the park (laughs) so um, I have good feelings about a new pay-per-view for AEW. So Forbidden Door, when that was a new thing, they they crushed it. So, yeah. Um, also, I guess while I'm thinking about it, like, shouldn't the AEW TV deal be, like, decided really soon? <laughs> like, really, really soon? One would hope. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm st- get a little worried <laughs> about that uh i kind of read a little bit about warner discovery being interested in bringing wwe content on their platform so i heard it was kind of awkward the around the uh the wwe was the one who was pursuing them but they said no thanks I know I like keeping up with gossip for the wrestlers and all their silly petty. Oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I don't know anything about TV rights or business deals. So I'm just like, all right, it's on SmackDown. I'm not going to, or if it's on Fox, I'm not going to tune into Fox. I'm not going to tune into TBS. It's always going to be, well, how can I watch it the next day? So I'd love it. I I want them to keep their TV deals, obviously, because they should stay on TV, but. I'm sure they'll go to like, I don't know, Destination America. They'll be the new TNA. I hope not. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, I think that might about do it. Um, Yeah. Great episode. We'll have another uh, Dynamite review coming out here in a few days. And, uh, We look forward to bringing you more fun pro wrestling content. Cool. All right, everyone. You have a good night out there and take care. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.